For years, the American public has been victimized by the so-called cinematic geniuses, telling us time and again to see inferior movies, leaving us bitter and lost with no return. But no more! This travesty of justice cannot and will not continue, because we now have the Cinema Judge! Hello and welcome to the Cinema Judge. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time out of your busy life to listen. I understand you have thousands of other things you could watch or listen to, and that fact is not lost on me. To all my regular loyal judge heads out there who tune in every week, no matter what it is, blockbuster, independent film, or anything in between, I'm eternally grateful. You know I do a happy dance every time I see your city, or country show up on my listener feed. If you're someone who listens to the end of each episode, you know I always try to give a shout out to as many locations as possible. But if it's not from last week, it's pretty darn hard to see where you listen from. I might see a certain show that says they listen to, let's just say, nobody. It'll say somebody listens to it, but I won't be able to really tell where they listen to unless I go to the giant scope of city and states and countries, and there's no way I would remember the specifics. Anyway, I might see a certain show had a listen, but giving you a shout out for watching an older episode is complicated, so I'm not just being a jerk. The stats only show that an older episode got a listen, but your location is only shown in the overall listening board thing. I truly appreciate it and love it when I see older episodes still being listened to. Thanks a ton. Now, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. I hope you enjoy our show, and if you do, please tell a friend the more the merrier. Maybe one day, somebody important and real would want to come on the show and talk. That'd be a great thing. A boy can dream. So let me tell you a little bit about our show. First of all, clearly, we are not journalists. And you're going to find that out real quick, because I'm going to butcher names all day. So this is just a heads up. We here to submit judge, we haven't gone to any elite Ivy League school and paid thousands of dollars to have somebody else tell us what it takes to make a good movie. We're smarter than that, and so are you. Nor have we traveled the world and spoken to the old wise men and asked about the deep, hidden meanings behind Hollywood's visions. We here at the Summit Judge, we haven't done any of these things. But what we have done is watch a lot of movies. Some good, some not so good. And our goal here at the Summit Judge is to have one thing and one thing only. That's an enjoyable movie experience. Now, I've been doing this as a cable access show in Bloomington, Minnesota for over 20 years now. And what we do there is this. The movie studios send us interviews, film clips, on the set footage. And when they had world premieres, they'd send us that footage too. I edit the interviews and movie clips together into a giant infomercial of sorts. I let them pitch the movie to you. They often talk about what attracted them to the script. And usually talk about the themes of the movie and why they think you should see it. And what they hope you take away from the film. I simply collect the interviews as evidence, and present them to you. And you decide if you want to see it or not. I will never, ever tell you not to see a movie. All that matters is what you think. I, for one, despise 
when anybody tells me not to see something or do something. Who are you and who are they? And who am I to tell you not to see one? That's my point. For me, I like to see as many movies as I can. Because you never know unless you watch it for yourself. Ever since I was a young guy, I always enjoyed watching any and all movies. I got so much joy anytime I found a gem of a movie that others said not to see. Like I've said before, my friends and I, we'd purposely rent or watch bad movies on purpose. Those are some of the memories I treasure most. I say watch everything you can, because you just never know when you'll make a memory. Like I always say, any movie is somebody's favorite movie. Now, if you're interested in watching the TV version of this, go to Bloomington, Minnesota's webpage. That's BLM, as in Bloomington, dot MN, backward slash, BTV, dash, shows, and type in Cinema Judge, and that's two words, and several episodes are there to watch on demand anytime you want. Not 20 years worth, of course, but there's a few. If you're wondering what's the difference between the TV version and the podcast version, well, that's really simple. The TV version, you can watch the interviews and film clips. One of my favorite parts of the TV version that I can't do here on a podcast is all the on-the-set footage. Sometimes they give me several minutes worth, and that stuff is gold to me. I've always enjoyed that aspect of movies and TV shows when they show you on the set without the filters and all the special effects, just the actors performing and trying to do a scene over and over again. That is something I treasure so much, but I'm unable to do on the podcast. But if you like that, that is there on the TV version. Not every episode has B-roll, but those that do are really fun to watch. And another major difference between the TV version and this version is the TV version, you don't see or hear me at all. It's all about the footage and information. Zero interruptions from this guy. Now approaching the bench today, we have the Academy Award winning movie, Nomadland. It won Best Picture, Best Actress, and Best Director. And on a personal level, this movie was spectacular. An amazement achievement by everyone involved. Now at first blush, you wouldn't think this film could ever get made. I could just see the pitch now. A young but extremely talented Chinese director and screenwriter, Chloe, known for her 2015 debut, Songs My Brothers Taught Me, and her 2017 follow-up, The Writer, wants to direct and co-write a movie about an American subculture, the life of people who are known as nomads. They travel around the United States and live in vans, stay at campgrounds and other open areas, and move from one place to another. And they're only using two, air quotes, real actors. And all the other cast members are actual people living the nomad life. To be a fly in the wall when they were pitching this movie, making history, I would love to see behind-the-scenes footage of that. Now, that's a reality show I want to see, is when people pitch movies like this. Or any movie, to be honest. That's the kind of show I could get behind. Now, this movie stars Francis McDormand, who plays Finn. It's based on the book by Jessica Bruder. Jessica is a journalist who writes about subcultures. For her book, Nomadland, she spent a long time living in a camper van, documenting Americans who gave up traditional housing and hit the road full-time, enabling them to travel from job to job and carve out a place for themselves in a precarious economy. The project spanned three years and more than 15,000 miles of driving coast to coast and from Mexico to the Canadian border. 
Now here's the official tagline for this movie. After losing everything in the Great Recession, a woman embarks on a journey through the American West, living as a van-dwelling, modern-day nomad. Now this movie stars the insanely brilliant, talented, hard-working, master of her craft, Frances McDermott. There's not enough words to properly describe her impact in cinema. She got her start in 1984, the brilliant film Blood Simple. 1987, Raising Arizona. 1988 film, Mississippi Burning. And in 1990, she did two films, Dark Man and Miller's Crossing. 1991's Barton Fink. 96, Primal Fear. 97, Paradise Road. The 2000 film, Almost Famous. The incredible 2005 film, North Country. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And to be completely honest, I could just talk about her great performances the entire show. But we can't go on without mentioning her legendary take in 1996, Fargo. She embodies this role to a T. She's able to convey so many emotions and has the ability to be so subtle. And she has this effortlessness to her, this calm. And no matter what happens to her, she never plays the character for pity or as a victim. She created a character you could root for and admire. She has the ability to disappear into this character and every character she portrays. So this is what I'm going to try to do with this film. I'm going to break this down into two different people who watch this kind of film or what they think about it. After talking to a lot of people, I can break it down to two groups. Group 1 absolutely connects to this film's themes and messages. Group 1 people connect to the romance and the dream factor of the film. The idea of being free and not tied down to a mortgage, car payment, the daily grind, the rat race, and being a servant to the endless material things that we always want. The keeping up of the Joneses, which can just consume people. Not being caught up in the drunken intoxication of needless possessions. This film is a lightning rod of comfort for those who dream of the romantic life of a nomad. Now on the other hand, I've talked to several people who are on the other side completely. Now group two, while loving the movie and can see what an achievement it is in filmmaking, had an incredible difficult time dealing with the anxiety and stress that they would feel for not having everything planned out. Now group two people I talked to had feelings of terrible anxiety and frustration at how you have no idea what lies ahead one day to the next, where your next meal may come from, if you could find a job in the next town. What happens if you get sick? I could go on and on about how people who like order in their life and structure found Nomadland incredibly stressful to watch. They felt conflicted knowing it was a wonderful made film, yet they felt like they were watching a horror film or something. The anxiety, the frustration was almost exhausting. It's fun and amazing to see how we all react to movies. Even though both camps know it's an amazing movie, it just makes them feel differently. Now, what I found interesting about this film is there's no antagonist, per se. If there is one, it's life itself, I suppose. The day-to-day. The antagonist in this movie is just life. The movie is a meditation and study on emotions and needs. There's a difference between being alone and being lonely. It's a beautiful film to experience. And like I said, the best part is there's not a bad guy. There's not a villain or anything. It's just a movie about people's lives. That's what makes this movie so special. And what really blows me away about this movie is the massive task 
it must have been to make this movie. The director handles it with such ease. The film has such great flow and character development. Their stories are gripping, and you really don't want it to end. I can't even begin to imagine the patience and planning the director had to do. Shooting on the fly, outdoors with casts mostly consisting of just normal people, weather conditions, and so many other aspects. But when you see the conversations, the interaction between the people in the movie, it's authentic, and just normal people living their lives. It's like watching a documentary. It has certain qualities and comes incredibly close to feeling like one, but it's not. The director balances fiction and reality so well. Now without further ado, the trailer for Nomadland. We're one of those lucky people that can travel anywhere. Yes, ma'am. I know. And they sometimes call you nomads. My mom says that you're homeless. Is that true? No, I'm not homeless. I'm just houseless. Not the same thing, right? No. My husband worked at the USG mine in Empire. I was a substitute teacher. It is a tough time right now. You may want to consider early retirement. I need work. I like work. Welcome to Badland Spa. What the nomads are doing is not that different than what the pioneers did. I think Fern's part of an American tradition. Oh, he's going to come right through the glass. My dad used to say, what's remembered lives. I maybe spent too much of my life just remembering. One of the things I love most about this life is that there's no final goodbye. I've met hundreds of people out here, and I don't ever say a final goodbye. Let's just say, I'll, I'll see you down the road. And I do. I see them again. And I can be certain in my heart, I'll see you again. Now, coming up next, we're going to have a featurette. Now, in this featurette, the studios have a pre-packaged deal where they're going to have scenes playing and interviews playing. So you're going to hear from the director. You're going to hear about from the author. You're going to hear from the actors. And they're talking about the book and the movie. My mom says that you're homeless. Is that true? No, I'm not homeless. I'm just houseless. Not the same thing, right? No. The book, Nomadland, by Jessica Bruder, is about nomadic living and being on the road. It really showed me just how extensive that community is and how colorful and interesting the lives of the people that were in the book. I can't imagine what you're going through. I think you've come to the right place to find an answer. I have always been fascinated with subcultures. The idea that there might be a world beyond the world we see, populated by people who are, in some ways, creating their own space. No Island is about Fern, played by Frances McDormand. A woman in her 60s sets out on the road as a modern-day van dweller. 
I live in there. It's my home. In collaborating with Chloe about the character of Fern, we talked a lot about how we were going to bring things from my life, from Fran's life, into Fern's life. It's like my dad used to say, what's remembered lives. Fern is a narrative thread that ties the whole of Nomadland together. You are one of those lucky people that can travel anywhere. Yes, ma'am, I know. And they sometimes call you nomads. The goal from the beginning was how do I create a journey that could seamlessly incorporate all these rich details and interesting characters that Jessica has met during the years of research she's done. It's about those of us living on the road full time, trying to find a way to survive. These are people that have chosen another way to live that most of society wouldn't understand. Seeing the contagious power of these people and what their stories mean has been incredible to watch. This movie could give a service to people that find themselves in desperate situations. There is another way to go. There's something about the vastness and the beauty of the American West is something that's inspired generations. It reminds you that you're not alone. It reminds you you're part of something bigger. There's a way to persevere that makes you feel hope at the end. Coming up next, we're going to play another featurette. Now, in this featurette, Frances talks about her character, finding the character, what she brought from her personal life into the character. Also, this is kind of a visual featurette where she's giving us a guided tour of her van, and also they have interspliced in this a scene where she's talking to somebody in the film about showing the devices that she has. Hey, this is me pulling out my table. This is me for my coffee. So in this featurette, you're going to hear kind of her talking to us and her in the movie. What did you name your van? Vanguard. I would like to take you inside Vanguard. Desk, storage. Storage is the most important thing about converting a van. This is my husband's old fishing box. I put this little latch on it, and then when I open it, the stopper holds it and creates more counter space. And then I keep my really nice stuff inside. This is the kitchen area, which pulls out. That becomes really, really valuable in cold weather, so you don't have to be cooking outside. We talked a lot about the character of Fern, how we were going to bring things from my life, from Fran's life, into Fern's life. One of the ones that I suggested was crafts. It's not only a way to uh, spend your time when you're on the road, and it's also ways to make practical things that you need and also things for bartering. Okay, sure. Wow. What is this, crochet? No, something different. One of the things I offered to the story from my life is a set of dishes called Autumn Leaf. My father, Vernon McDormand, uh, when I graduated from college, he collected a whole set of these dishes from different yard sales and gave it to me as my college graduation 
gift. So I thought that was something I could bring to the story that gave it more personal depth. Many people in the Van Dwellen community name their vehicles. They become very significant in their lives and they want them to have personalities and they develop personalities. First name that I thought of was Vanguard. And now it's become very significant to all of us because our company is made up of 23 people. We're really proud of the fact that we have taken the rules, bended them, never broken them, but remade them in our own way. We're the Vanguard. Now, up next, we're going to play a scene from this film. Now, in this scene, it kind of ties into Last Featurette. In this scene, she's at a repair shop. Something went wrong with her van, and she's trying to get it repaired. And the guys are just like saying, hey, this doesn't cost you this much money. You might as well get something else. But she tries to explain to them, this is her home. It's not just something she just wants to scrap away. She put a lot into it. So here's that little scene from Nomadland. Okay, uh, what we've got is parts and labor, $2,300 okay. in tax. I just looked up the value on your van. With that high a mileage, you're looking about $5,000 at the most. I'd probably recommend um, taking that money and putting it towards a different vehicle. Yeah, no, well, I can't do that. I can't do that, see, because, all right, um... I uh, uh, spent a lot of time and money building the inside out, and um, a lot of people don't understand the value of that, but um, it's not something like you can... I live in there. It's my home. Coming up next, we're going to have another featurette. Now, in this featurette, they were going to talk about how nomads are kind of like today's pioneers. You're going to hear from the director and other people involved. What the nomads are doing is not that different than what the pioneers did. Hey, Fern! You gotta make the hole bigger. <laughs> I think Fern's part of an American tradition. To tell the story of the road of nomadic living, we have to understand why this lifestyle draws all these colorful characters to it. It is a tough time right now. You may want to consider early retirement. I need work. I like work. Over the course of Chloe's films, She's grappling with this American dream idea, and it's not lost on any of us that she's not American, and so seeing it with perspective. Chloe found a way to uh, tell an even bigger story. I love this lifestyle. It is a lifestyle of freedom and beauty and connection to the earth. Chloe is using the form of cinema to touch upon the lives of real people who are completely on the periphery of society, very overlooked. As an artist, I like to see what's beyond the horizon. So for someone coming from the city of New York and Los Angeles, I would like to go beyond that horizon and see who else is out there that I can connect to. Chloe's approach to storytelling and her use of non-actors, just seeing them grow into this narrative that she's working with and take the story to a new place is incredibly exciting. I could live in an RV, travel, and not have to work for the rest of my life. 
Chloe just walked around and observed people, how they conduct themselves with each other. She captured everything. Okay, ladies, where are we going? The way that I can make sure it's authentic is that you let these characters guide your casting choices and your location choices. You like their authentic human experience and them as individuals to guide it. Hey, find anything interesting? What the world presents is these things are going to make the film special. I like you. You're a good person. I walk away, I have this feeling. I have enough to have perspective for the audience to hold on to. One of the things I love most about this life is that there's no final goodbye. Let's just say, I'll, I'll see you down the road. Now, up next, I'm going to play another clip. Now, in this clip, it's going to be a little difficult. It's a very visual clip, and there's not a lot of talking. But, A, I love the piano. The music in this movie is just incredible. But the scene is this. The main character, she's just walking to the main meeting place. It's kind of like a place where they all sit and chat and eat. So you hear the main guy talking to them all about where they are in life, money, and things like that. And then after he speaks, then it's just kind of, you hear a lot of noise and them talking. Well, they're at kind of the, the dinner place. That's where they're handing out food. It's like, oh, are you a carnivore? Or, oh, do you like this? What do you want to eat? So that's what the scene is. It's just a moment in their life. It's just them living their life. And again, it feels so much like a documentary. So hopefully this works out right. accept the tyranny of the dollar, the tyranny of the marketplace, we embrace it. Uh, we gladly throw the yoke of the tyranny of the dollar on and live by it our whole lives. I think of an analogy as a workhorse. The workhorse that is willing to work itself to death and then be put out to pasture. And that's what happens to so many of us. If society was throwing us away and sending us the workhorse out to the pasture, we workhorses had to gather together and take care of each other. And that's what this is all about. The way I see it is that the Titanic is sinking and uh, economic times are changing. And so my goal is to get the lifeboats out and get as many people into the lifeboats as I can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jump and shout. Let you know. What's that? Uh, this is vegan. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a carnivore. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, though. Looks Another good. I'm a carnivore. She's a carnivore. Okay. You good? More? Oh, she likes the red pepper. Cilantro? No. No. We hope you enjoyed our in-depth look at Nomadland. If you ever have a chance to see it, I strongly suggest you do. I think it'll be worth your time. Now, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, ways to improve the show, please feel free to contact me, cinemajudge at hotmail.com. Now, if you're stuck with me this long during this episode, I want to shout out 
to all the listeners for this week. I really appreciate your time. My regular listeners from Australia, thank you so much. France, you guys are always here to listen. Mexico, thank you so much for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Germany, the Philippines, Russia, Mongolia, all of you guys taking time out of your busy lives from all over the world. Again, I love thinking about where are you? How are you listening? Are you listening to going to work, at work? Are you at home? Are you just brushing your teeth? Whatever you're doing, thank you so much. Because here I am, almost 2 o'clock in the morning here when I'm doing this thing right now. And this is going to reach you wherever you are. I just love that feeling from all over the world. You guys are taking time out of your busy, busy lives to listen to this. That's my hope, that it takes you away from everything for a little bit. Your little oasis. If we could provide that for you during these stressful times, that's wonderful. If I give you a little relief from the grief, I am happy. That's what movies should be. A place where you can just escape from all the stuff surrounding you. Movies should be your happy place. And I hope my voice meets you in a good place. If not, I hope you're getting there. To my listeners in Minneapolis, thank you so much. Adelaide, South Australia, you guys are awesome. Columbus, Ohio, thank you for stopping by. Chicago, Illinois, Kansas City, Missouri, Madison, Wisconsin, San Antonio, Texas. Thank you, Texas. I truly appreciate your time. Riverdale, Georgia. So cool. Great Falls, Virginia. Thanks so much. And I'm going to butcher this one till the cows come home, but I'm going to give it a shot. Opelousas, Louisiana. Wherever you are, thank you for stopping by. I hope you come by again. League City, Texas. Again, Texas. Thank you so much for stopping by. Keep spreading the word. I really appreciate it. Cocoa, Florida. Again, thank you. You guys are coming back again. La Vista, Nebraska. You guys are always there. Lakeville, Minnesota. Akeley, Minnesota. Shevlin, Minnesota. All you guys, always coming back. I am so grateful. And like always, Washington, Virginia. Boom. Thank you so much. South Salt Lake, Utah. Again, you guys coming back. I love it. Egan, Minnesota. Thank you. Moscow, Moscow, thank you. And I'm not going to get this one right at all. Ulan Batar, and I can't even try to, U-L-A-A-N-B-A-A-T-A-R, thank you. And of course, Hogue, Ohio, stopping in, thank you. Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin, thank you so much. And Wakefield, New York, New York, woohoo! Again, I love it. Everybody from around the world stopping in, Texas, New York, everywhere, you guys are awesome. So I thank you so very much. And I hope you come back. And please keep sharing it with people. If you listen this long, all I ask, tell somebody else. I'd really appreciate it. Coming up next, I have my bourbon toast. And this week, it goes out to Scotty. Because I see a little nomad in you. I bet you if anybody I know, you're one of the few people who could pull this off. So until next time, be well, be good, and I'm gone. I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Judge. Mm-hmm.